This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. One eighty degrees on I am youth. Luane on one eighty degrees. Shauna on one eighty degrees. One eighty degrees with Zoe George. One eighty degrees on Radio K Pulpit, seven to nine AM. That is indeed how you start a show. Welcome back to another episode of 180 Degrees. You know what? It's fantastic to be back again. We are loving the sun, we know. Yes, we are so loving everything that is happening today. I am just so excited to be back in studio. I wasn't here last week, but you know. So glad you're feeling better. Shall we go on to the song and uh, get our bearings? <laughs> indeed, we shall. <laughs> Let's just go on to Here We Stand by Crystal and Henny Muritz. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. Cape Town. What's down in Cape Town? Cape Town. And we are back. We just listened to Here We Stand by Crystal and Henny Muritz. Like a man. Yeah. I feel like we just need to catch up a little bit because you and I didn't see each other last week. Yes. We I was w- ill. Yes, I was not feeling above the weather. I was under it, in fact. I was very uncharacteristic of me. I haven't mm. been that ill in a very long time. I think maybe since, like, I was in high school. Oh, I don't know. But, I mean, there's some sort of flu going around at the moment. Yes. Obviously, you know, we've got the plague still going on, mm-hmm. so stay safe. I'm just glad it was the flu and not the plague. Right, right, right. But we did the responsible thing, stayed home, did all the checks, made sure you felt okay. And here we are again, feeling better than ever. Yes, and it's so great to be back in the studio. I really mm. missed I missed seeing Inga. Now she's not here. Next week, we will all three be here together. Yes, a completed dream team. Indeed. Back for our favorite Monday. But shall we go on to what's happening for all these fun things that we get to do? Yes. Now, as you guys are familiar with, or if you're not, I will just familiarize you with it right now. The What's Down in Cape Town section of the show, we read you a couple things you can do down in Cape Town. As you know, we are in plague time. So for a very long time, we couldn't go down in Cape Town, which is why I feel like knowing what it's like to be cooped up inside your house for several, not even days, months, I feel now it is most especially important to go down into Cape Town. So let me give you three events that you can consider doing down here in Cape Town. The first is you can paddle through the canals of the waterfront Or out on the open ocean with SUP Cape Town. They follow all the standard coronavirus regulations, as you know, you know, sanitizing, enforcing social distancing. You must wear a mask. Don't think you're going to get into any of these places without wearing a mask, guys. You know what's interesting, actually? I booked my driver's test and someone someone can't got in without a mask. It was so, (gasps) yeah. That's weird. It really was weird. I don't know how he did it. But, But you know, see, this is just a thing. People mm -hmm. are starting to get all relaxed. Yes. Don't. Don't. Relax. Like, relax Mm -hmm. on the Mm -hmm. weekends. Yeah. With your mask on. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Relax with your mask on. It's a new way to relax in this new normal. 
Yes, the launching area will only be able to contain a maximum of eight people. It'll be available the service from Monday to Sunday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. However, the weather will determine whether you will be able to go out in the canals. It costs about 220 rand per person, and you can find it in Barry Park on the V&A waterfront just behind the city lodge. Next, you can go swimming in a tidal pool. Tucked between St. James Bay and Cork Bay, this easily missed and often overlooked tide pool is one of the most beautiful along the coast. To get to it, walk along the subway along under the rail line. It's best to get in there early in the morning as it loses the sun behind the mountains in the afternoon. COVID precautions will include maintaining a two meter distance from others while you wear a mask and you are swimming. I don't think you can sanitize and swim. Mm. Maybe sanitize before you swim. I mean, if you're swimming in the ocean, you are sanitized. So oh, okay. really? Salt. Oh, yeah. Preservatives and that vibe. I <laughs> Preservatives <see>. and stuff. <laughs> You can find it in Main Road, Dalebrook, and Calk Bay. Then lastly, you can kayak around Hawk Bay. Explore one of Cape Town's most iconic and bustling shorelines on a fun-filled tour, during which you might encounter seals, penguins, dolphins, whales, and sunfish. We know what sunfish are now. We're back on the sunfish. <laughs> yes. Woo, they do not represent the sun in any way. I really have no idea how they got that name. But yeah, COVID precautions in this case mean that only four people are allowed per trip. You can go from Monday to Sunday from 9 a.m. And there doesn't seem to be a closing time. It costs 400 rand to kayak for two hours. And you can find it on the Cape Town bucket list in Hawk Bay Harbor, Hawk Bay, Cape Town. And yes, that is all we have that is down in Cape Town. Now let's just go into our groovy movie section of the show. Zoe on 180 Degrees. Time to watch the movies. Welcome to the groovy movie section of the show. Now, if you are unfamiliar with what happens in this section of the show, we play a clip from a movie or a TV series that you've most likely watched. Now, this movie. <laughs> this is a good movie. I love the main actress of this movie. In fact, this week's Groovy movie, I am I could go on about this for a very long time, but for your sake, because I don't want you guys to turn off the radio, I won't. I will, however, say that this song is almost bigger than the movie in a way. Ooh. And actually, it was originally written by a very famous singer. I think she actually recorded her own version, but I mm -hmm. also just like the movie, I only found out about her version a while after I knew this version as being established by the certain singer who sang it. Interesting. Okay. The suspense is building because I am super confused. Yes. Oh, you know what? It's such an... It's just... Oh, it's such an iconic movie and it's such an iconic actress and the story. I love the story. I, I really want to watch it again. And if you guys have any idea what this week's groovy movie is, please WhatsApp 081-729-1657. I repeat, 081 729-1657 we would love to hear from you and honestly we are really hoping that you know this one like i mean i'm kind of hoping that i know this one i'm so confused yes you know what i feel like you'll know this if you don't know the movie you'll know the song okay definitely okay, okay. so y'all listen up 
visit our website now, www.imymovements.co.za. Zoe on 180 Degrees. Ah, yes. Now, we just listened to Amanda Cook's Closer. But before we listened to that, we listened to another very nice song that was a part of this week's Groovy Movie. Now, I gave you guys some hints. I gave you guys some clues. But, you know, I all but gave you guys the answer. It was really hard to keep it from you guys because I, as I mentioned before, really love this movie. Now, this movie is the bodyguard and the song which you probably knew even if you didn't know the movie was i will always love you sung by the famous no longer with us the late whitney houston oh yes such a good song though i mean i also didn't know this movie at all and i feel like this segment of the show is becoming really educational like i'm to all these fabulous songs i'm like oh it actually comes from this place yeah fascinating i love adding like just like tying not only the groovy movie like to what also might be happening in the show Mm. but also just to like helping people learn new things and i one of the reasons why i chose this week's groovy movie was because i felt it just fit in so very well with this week's interview so this week we will be speaking to mr gavin moses he is a pastor and he specializes and does a lot of marital counseling specifically pre-marital counseling now we know that as christians Marriage and love is very important to us. Like that cannot be understated in any way. And especially as youth, I feel like a lot of us either are getting married ourselves or we know someone who will be getting married soon. So I feel like this interview is very important for the youth of today. And I'd just like to say good evening, Mr. Moses. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. How are you doing this evening? Thank you for the opportunity. Yes. Thank you so much for agreeing to be on the show. We are so glad to have you on air tonight. I would just like to ask you, how exactly did you get into marital and premarital counseling? Oh, I'm introducing my wife, Amelia. Yes, Amelia, um, your wife. We've been, yeah, we've been married for 23 years, and I can ask her to, to start off with that question. Yes, Amelia. Hi, good evening, everybody. Good evening. And thank you for this opportunity, guys. Thanks. How are you doing this evening, Amelia? Mrs. Moses? We are very, very well on this side. Thank you. Yes, I, And I trust everybody listening also. We're so glad to have the both of you on air tonight. It's very exciting. I'd like to ask the thank both of you. you, Oh, did you guys come into premarital counseling at separate times or at the same time? And if so, would you like to please tell us a little bit more about that? Like um, we do everything nowadays, um, everything together. We came into premarital counseling together as a couple. Um, it started out from the big operation we're actually busy with is the Married for Life. It is an international operation. Um, it comes from America. The founders, Mike and Madeline Phillips, on the other side. And they have started a marital course, but then they also did the premarital, or, or yeah, the premarital for, for the young ones. Those who get serious and want to do more and find out more and, and know that they're not putting their heads into a business. And then they came up with this brilliant course. So when you, when you step into this one, you know exactly what's waiting for you when you get out on the other side, when you, after you get married. I find that that's really helpful, right? Because getting married is such a huge step. And for a lot of people, it's really scary and it's, it's really daunting. Obviously, there's this wonderful side of being in love and dreaming about a life together. But... It's a lot of hard work. <laughs> Very true. And I feel like a lot of people yes, are. Yes, it is. A lot of people are. It is. 
A lot of people are generally very underprepared for it. And I'm just so thankful that there are, like, you know, these ways that you can prepare yourself for it. I'd like to ask you guys, I'll just want to jump in here. What is the difference between premarital counseling and marital counseling? Within the premarital counseling, we prepare couples for marriage, whereby we've got an uh, eight week um, course that we take them through, where we discuss things like um, for you to give yourself to somebody, you need to be whole. So, what we tell them is a half times a half makes a quarter. So, if you're not whole going into marriage and expecting the marriage to fix you, then you're going to have problems um, in the future in, in marriage. And that is where we found that when we're working with couples now is that they were ill-prepared for marriage and they were not completely whole when they went into marriage, expecting that marriage will fix them. But now we've got a, a whole mess coming out on the other side. Now when the couple is married, then they struggle with stuff like um, this stuff, my stuff, and things like that. So, so, so those stuff that, 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 that doesn't allow a couple to become one. Because marriage is actually something that you need to become one in. Mm. That's why our course is called One for Life. So, so the preparation means that uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, they need to now think as one and not as individuals going into marriage. And then the marital counseling will obviously be if you need a little bit of help along the way. Do you guys do marital counseling or only premarital? We do marital counseling as well. You know, Marital counseling, we, we, we speak about sometimes... You see, when we get married, we, we, we've got our um, frame of reference from our parents and other people um, where we built our relationship on, and then they would ask you questions. Now, if you and your boyfriend have been walking along a path for three or four years or so, then people would question you and say, but if there's something wrong, why don't you get married? You understand? So, so because mm. of that pressure, people get married. Now, when you marry, you're not basing your marriage on, on biblical principles or for instance, God has ordained the marriage. And what we do in the marriage course is we, we take people back to the, the fact that the marriage is not a contract, it's a covenant. So we speak a lot about biblical principles in marriage and, and a biblical portrait for marriage. Sure, I love that sentence. Marriage is not a contract, it is a covenant. Yes. I would like to yeah, ask, yeah. why exactly would you say to anyone that it is especially important for specifically premarital counseling? Premarital, it really prepares you for, for where you are heading. Many times when couples have to get married, they, they really don't know or they really don't think of their state of emotions where they are in. It's mainly the, the wedding itself, the reception, the flowers, mm -hmm. the dress, the shoes, and all those kind of stresses. But they don't think of their state, their emotional state. And, and many times you really need to know where your, 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 your partner is coming from. Because like Evan just mentioned, if that person is, is half, if, if, if that is a half person, he's not being made whole, then you're going to marry a half a person. And then you're gonna, you, the, the result you're going to get is not a whole marriage at the end of the day. It is going to be a half a marriage. And the thing is, people don't think of full ties. And, and, and the fact that they, when I marry my husband, when I married my husband, I also married the family. Because that, those are, are things that you, you, you cannot just cut that things off. They are all part of the marriage financial problems. If, if I marry somebody who, who's, who's got a lot of financial problems, that becomes mine at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. If I marry somebody who's telling little lies and thinks um, it's going to get better, we normally warn the people beforehand to say, listen, if something is small beforehand, it's going to tend to get bigger at the end of the day after you got, got married. 
And that is normally what happens. That is that is why we, we urge couples if they not even before they um when they are engaged, even just getting on the on the level of just being serious and think, okay, this might be my partner for life. Come for premarital marital counseling because that is where we can we can really just open your eyes for the things and the questions to ask because people normally don't ask themselves, why am I getting married? Mm. And and in all the courses we ask people that question. Why are you getting married? I promise you, the people can't even get, give us an answer <laughs> because they don't know. I think it's it's quite it's quite an interesting thing because I I really appreciate premarital counseling because it gives you the tools. It opens your eyes exactly as you say, and then it gives you the tools to deal with the struggles that will come. Because, and this is perhaps something Zoe that you and I have faced in our youth, is we watch all these lovely Disney mm-hmm. princess movies, and the entire goal is the happily ever after. Yeah. But they don't tell you what it is. The whole movie is getting to it, like getting to that wedding, mm-hmm. looking fantastic, having the love of your life, and then you know after that it's like. Okay, but no. Yeah, the movie literally ends. Exactly. So I, I really think this is such an important part, not only to think, okay, but what is life, you know, in marriage and, you know, the rest of your life? Because, I mean, I got married at 22. Denk jy nou net as my fliek daar geëindig het. A lot of cool stuff has happened since then. Yeah. <laughs> so what is a mistake that you think most people, especially we young people, make before we get married? Before we get married, there's a portion of scripture that, that, that comes to mind. Um, we see in Genesis 2 verse 24, where it speaks about the father, uh, a man shall leave his father and his mother and cleave to his wife, and the two will become one. So, so for me, the fact that people don't want to give up his, his ownership of, of, of his life, um, based on the fact that if I get married, then it means that I... And no longer just looking after myself. I need to consider my wife also more than what I consider myself. And what we tell couples also is marriage is not a 50 50 thing. Mm. Marriage is 100%, 100%. So if I yes. be 50 in my marriage, what do I do with the other 50%? So it's really a, 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 a position of sacrifice everything in order for the greater good of the marriage that, that we need to do. And, and sometimes people going into marriage doesn't. But they don't think about the fact that I need to give up everything in order to gain something much better in the union of the marriage. Because where there's union, God commands a blessing. So that is what we're going for in marriage. Do you, yes, like, do you find that you often have to like teach people how to give that up? Or is it like something you tell them and then they have to work on it? Or are there people who genuinely like struggle to just let go of their... Like they're, you know, they struggle. They've been alone for so long. So they, they very, struggle to let go of their oneness. Yes, their individual. I don't know if this is the right word, but their individuality, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So that's something. Yeah. You- luckily, yeah, luckily, with what we're doing is we, we would, let's say, for instance, we would discuss a topic. Let's say we would discuss a topic about existing memory lines. When somebody would go back and, and think of, of, of we've got a discussion in saying that, okay. You, you had other relationships, and, and in that relationship, there might have been soul ties and things like that. So, so now we just we don't just speak about it. We give the couple homework. So now you have to go back home and go ask the Holy Spirit now needs to reveal to you where you have um, where you have gone into soul ties or where you've been connected to somebody on a much higher level than, than what was the norm. Something that would um, let's say in a few years in marriage. 
you might see uh, ex-boyfriends on Facebook and now that um, will, will take you back to, to, to that day that you met or whatever. Um, so, so we would do the, uh, the, uh, the chapter and then afterwards give them homework. So in the homework is where they would go work on that. And next week when they come back, we first speak about the homework that you've done before we move on. Because what I found also is things like if you you are the eldest in your family and you marry a younger um, person in the, in the next family, there's normally conflict because the youngest in families normally get spoiled. Where the eldest get to do most of the work and they get most of the responsibility. So now we've got a, a, a thing in place where we say we're going to measure that based on the homework that you've done where it will give us an answer of are you ready or not. Zoe and I are just laughing over here because I'm the oldest and she's the youngest. Yes, and I can confirm that, yes, <laughs> I have been yeah, spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, just, just a quick correction. We're not giving up our individuality when, when we get married, but like um, just doing things your own way the whole time. You can't do that when you're married. There's a lot of compromise going on, which just, it's, you give up a very big chunk of your ego. Yeah. Yeah, your ego can't be... Yeah. Can't be commanding things left, right, and center. So, what are some of the most common issues newlyweds experience? I kind of want to make notes and see if five years ago I experienced these. <laughs> Would you say that they like? The, no. the thing is, um, Zoe, that marriage does not fix what was wrong beforehand. Yes. And many times people think that um, that is that is the way to go forward. For instance, if you have an unforgiving spirit, that um, you won't be able to forgive your spouse and the big thing what we emphasize in the premarital and in the marital is that your spouse is not your enemy. Mm. So those are one of the things that people normally get wrong when or just after they get married. Um, if you haven't been somebody who communicates, who communicated in your family um, or in your in a household before, you're not gonna communicate in, in your um, in your marriage as well. So um, that that is that is another problem. And um, the, the, the big thing is also if you if you would have um, realized uh, uh, like like you mentioned earlier on um, you, you, people watch movies and then they think it's going to be like that um, we we tell people that we are real people in a real world with real issues and we we cannot go into a fairy tale and try to fix it that way we cannot look at another person's marriage and think okay this is how I can do it I must do it God's way and that is actually what what we teach guys beforehand. Before, um, in the premarital and, and as well in the marriage course. So those are just a few of the things. I cannot look at somebody else's marriage. I must really go to God and ask Him, God, what is it what you want me to do with this partner that I, I got married to? And, and, and also, you need to get approval from God to, to, to marry that person. You, you must be sure that that is the person for you. Otherwise, you're going to land up in, with, with a lot of um, unexpected problems. Because it's like it's like something you open a package and hear the thing is bursting into your face, a surprise packet that you're receiving. So yeah, um, I don't know if you want more examples. No, no, that that makes a lot of sense, Stephen. I think um, it's, it's wishful thinking, right? It's thinking that yeah. I, I just need to do this and and then I'll be happy. Like I yes. then I'll be okay. Yes. And yeah, and we we look past the the real the core issue that we're experiencing, which might have been fear of rejection or a broken heart, or 
um, lit- a litany of issues that we could have, and we're trying to put a placeholder on and say, but if this person can just, you know, love me, then then I'll be okay. And it's exactly yes. as you were saying earlier, like we, we need to fix those things or at least be aware of them and be actively working on them before we go into this space where you, I, I like to call marriage, it's just a permanent sleepover with your best friend. Aww. I mean, it's yeah. great sometimes. Sometimes you want to build a pillow fort in the lounge and he wants to build a pillow fort outside, you know. It doesn't always work out so well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> compromise and build yeah. it in the living room. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your favorite aspect of this part of the job? This should be committed for life. That is that is our our um, most important thing that we want out of this. For people to walk away and make a commitment to say that we're gonna be married for life. Um and also to identify that my spouse is not my enemy. Yeah. Because if, mm-hmm. if if we fight together we can set ten thousand to flight. And um if we build up a strong marriage, our kids will follow. Because monkey see, monkey do. Yes. It's <laughs> very, very true. Amila, what what is your um, favorite aspect, or do you also share the same aspects of you know your it's favorite gonna, part? It's going to sound a little, it's going to sound a little strange, but the other best thing for us uh, regarding the premarital is that when people come to the point where they say, "I cannot get married now," mm-hmm. there's there's still a, um, a lot of stuff that I need to work on, and and there's still a lot of stuff that I need to fix beforehand. That is that is also the number two thing. Um, it's, sometimes it's it's, it's sad, but it's also a good thing for us to, to be able to fix before mm. it really falls apart. Mm-hmm. I really respect that because a lot of people will be like, okay, just fix these things and then we can still do it. You can still get married. But coming into a yes. space and saying, actually, Vityay, near and and respecting that, honoring that process, that's fantastic. Yes. That's great. Wait, does yes. that, does, sorry, were you going to say something? I didn't mean to interrupt you. Okay, so I wanted to ask, um, does this often mean that sometimes the premarital counseling like session can take more than what your, you know, you said your course is about eight weeks. Does that mean it can often take longer than that? Definitely, um, because what, what happens is that when we start off with the couples, we work on things, and that's why we, 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 we ask couples if they come to us and they decided to, to, to marry, to get married, they, they mustn't put a date to it. Because now, if they, let's say, for instance, if they come to us and say, listen, we want to get married in January, mm-hmm. it restricts the, the fact that they need to work on things. Because now they cannot work on things because they've already put down a deposit, but they've already had the guest list and all of those things. So now they feel pressure to continue. But if they don't have, if they didn't set a date, it will allow us to work on things. Because most of the stuff that you that you that you need to take into marriage is stuff that you need to work on, like for instance, family issues, um, um, existing memory lines, to, to discover the fact that if I marry Amelia, are we going to become millionaires or are we going to become missionaries? Okay. Those, those type of stuff that you need to to to, to determine prior to getting married. Um, so so that's that, that's that's the important thing for us as well. I'd like to thank you so much for that answer. That's. That's I, I genuinely in my head I was like eight weeks done you can get married I didn't realize it may take a little bit longer than you that. You passed the test. Yes. Here's your certificate. Yes. Has the date yeah. like the day before your marriage. Thank you so much for joining us this Monday, uh, Mr. Moses, Mrs. Moses, Gavin, and Amelia. We loved having you guys on. I feel like 
so many of my friends want to get married to you and I'm glad that you were here to have this talk. It's very relevant, like I said before, and I'm just very thankful that you were able to come on and spread us your nuggets of wisdom. Thank you very much, Mama, and thank you for the opportunity that you guys have held to us. Oh, thank you very much. We, we know that we've answered a lot of questions out there, and thank you for, for asking all these difficult ones. <laughs> thank you so much, guys. We'll, we're hoping we'll hear from you again soon, and many, many blessings on your journey forward. Thank you. Same to you. Thank you. Please enjoy the rest of your evening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Don't you just love, love? I do love, love. It's lovely. (laughs) But there we go. We're (laughs) full of puns here. You know, I mean, this is something we don't really talk about a lot. We're just like, you know, who's going to be your forever person? Who's going to, you know, do the things? And I must agree, like, you work really hard towards that wedding. And you're like, you know, it's got to be good. It's got to be fun. And people got to enjoy themselves. And literally, Bruce and I, we had a, a morning wedding. Mm-hmm. And we planned up until the afternoon. Then that we, that we that's literally where our planning stopped. That evening, we're like, oh, no, where are we going to eat? Like, we haven't we haven't planned this far. Like, what are we going to do now? And like, everyone just goes home. Yeah. And you're like, well, hmm. like, I'm dressed all nice and got nowhere to go. Yeah. Oh, it makes me excited to get married, you know, mm. when that happens one day, which I know it will. Yeah. I mean, marriage is not for everyone. We totally, you know, yeah. we acknowledge that. You don't have to get married to be happy. But if okay. that is your path and you're thinking about mm-hmm. it, really consider premarital counseling. Let them ask the tough questions and maybe you have yeah. answers for it. Maybe you don't. And see how it goes. Exactly. You need to know why you're getting married. And it has to be because God has told you this person is your spouse, mm-hmm. not because your mom has told you that you're 28. Where's your husband? Exactly. You have all these or you've looked at your life. A lot of people also do this as well. They look at their life and they're like, oh, I have this job. I have this degree. I have this and that. I need a husband so I can start. My life can just fully begin. Yeah. You need the whole picture. Yes. You need to get married for the very right reasons. And this (laughs) is especially being targeted to you if you're a woman and you feel this way. Men as well, but I feel like women especially. I I, I think that there's, there's a lot of pressure on our our ticking time. Or, yes, activity, but the It's a lot of there's a lot of cultural stuff going on there too. So you know, beware. Mm, beware. Shall we listen to a bit of a song? Yes, we are just quickly going to listen to "Overwhelmed" by Big Daddy Wee. <laughs> Evening and welcome to the Mystery Bible Quiz. Now, if you don't know what this is, basically we ask you a question about the Bible and we see, hey, do you know what it is? Sometimes it's easy. Today's one's a little bit more difficult, especially because I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it because I don't have the Hebrew in front of me. Because you know how the Old Testament does. Mm-hmm. Hebrew and Aramaic all over the show. So this evening's one, you can send in the answer if you'd like to. I don't like to put pressure on you, but if you want to, you can send it to 0817291657. Otherwise, just play along at home and test yourself. Let's see what you can do. So here is the question. What does this name of God mean? Because God has a few. Jehovah Rapha or Rapha, depending on how you want to pronounce that PH. Mm. Is it the Lord who leads, the Lord who sends, the Lord who provides, or the Lord who heals? Hmm. Okay, I'm going to ask it again. What does this name of God mean? Jehovah Rapha or Rapha? 
Is it the Lord who leads, the Lord who sends, the Lord who provides, or the Lord who heals? Now, you're welcome to share your best guess with us on 081-729-1657 or stay tuned and find out and see if you guessed correctly. Hmm. Are we heading on over to the Happy Health Tip right now? I think we are. It's a goodie. Yes. 180 degrees on I Am Youth Movement. Follow us on Facebook today. I Am Radio. Health Tips. How to be happy in your health. It's not just about being healthy, it's about being happy. Should be quite interesting. Chocolates are the true source of happiness. And we do like to talk about happiness over here. Happiness, of course, isn't, you know, something that is the same for everybody. It looks Mm -hmm. different to each and every person. And this last weekend, we celebrated celebrated doesn't feel like the right word honored world mental health awareness day so you know maybe your mental health isn't doing so well maybe your mental health is great maybe you've never heard the phrase mental health before Mm -hmm. quick intro your body can get ill you can break a bone you can also get a broken heart or have all sorts of hormonal imbalances which can actually affect the way that you think, the way that you feel, the way that you experience the world. And that is your mental health. Hmm. Obviously, if that's not doing so well, it can lead to other things, you know, not doing so well. Hmm. Your physical self. Yes, it can not. It can literally physically manifest. It like can. Pains. And stuff. So often it does. I mean, I gnash my teeth at night. It gnash. Mm-hmm. Probably because of some underlying anxiety I haven't fully explored because, mm-hmm. you know... I don't want to, but I should. So the Happy Broadcast on Instagram is one of my favorite pages, and they actually shared this really cool thing for International Mental Health Awareness Day. Doctors in Shetland, Scotland, are authorized to prescribe nature to their patients. Thought to be the first of its kind in the UK, the program seeks to reduce blood pressure, anxiety, and increase happiness for those with diabetes, a mental illness, stress, heart disease, and more. Meanwhile, in Montreal, Canada, doctors are able to prescribe free art museum visits to patients with a range of ailments from depression to diabetes to chronic illnesses. If you spend 90 minutes of your day outside in a wooded area, hello Cape Town, lots of wooded areas here, there will be be a decrease of activity in the part of your brain typically associated with depression. Spending time in nature not only reduces blood pressure, anxiety and increases happiness, but it reduces aggression, ADHD symptoms, improves pain control, the immune system and, per a summary of research regarding the health benefits of nature, there's much more we don't know and we're figuring out today. There's more and more scientific proof that art therapy is good for your physical health, said Dr. Helene Boyer, Vice President of Médecins Francophones du Canada, and the head of the family medicine group at the CLSC Saint-Louis-du-Parc, told the Montreal Gazette. It increases our level of cortisol and our level of serotonin. There we go. We secrete hormones when we visit a museum, and these hormones are responsible for our well-being. It's good for mental health issues, but it's also good for patients with diabetes, for patients in palliative care, for people with chronic illness. So obviously, going out into nature isn't going to rid you of mental health, Mm. but it is one of the tools to help you on your road to recovery. And I mean, why not? I feel like you and I talk about this a lot, like the sort of, um, there's there's a different Instagram account called The Nap Ministry. Yes, you've spoken about them before. I love it so much. She calls herself The Nap Bishop. 
And basically, she's she's like a rebel who says, we're going to rest. Mm. And this is born out of the black oppression movement. Like people who are like, listen, for so many centuries, we were told that we have to work. We have to keep working. We have to sell our bodies mm. to capitalism. And she's like, listen, we're going to rest. We're going to enjoy mm -hmm. life because this is not what God created us for. God did not create us to just, you know, give our bodies to the system and yes. we're meant to enjoy life. We're meant to move a bit slower, enjoy nature. Yes. I've read um, the secret is it the secret life of trees? No, the hidden life of trees. Yes, you've spoken about that too. Oh, such a good book. And it's basically how trees speak to one. And like trees have a really complex um, uh, language. language. Yeah, it, yeah. I mean, you could, yeah, you could call it language because they communicate with one another. And there's this theory that we can also sort of connect with it. Like if you go sit underneath a tree and just sort of enjoy it, that the trees will try and heal you as well. Aww. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you can't just go sit beneath a tree and be like, yo, <laughs> share me some of that nice stuff. You've got to you know, spend time in nature. Oh, gosh. The tree is like trying to heal you. You're like, what is going on? It's not like a charger. You plug it in. Oh, gosh. But I think what... what Plugged into nature. Right? Has a whole new meaning. There you go. I think whether all of this is scientifically proven or not, I don't, I don't understand the science behind it. But what it does encourage me to do is to get closer to nature and to yeah. God's creation and to slow down and remember that this is not the pace I was created for. This is not the environment I was created for. Mm -hmm. God wants so much more for us. And mental health is part of that. You've got to take care of your mental health. We aren't just bodies. Mm -hmm. We also aren't just souls. Mm. we got this whole being, a complex, wonderful thing that God has created. We need to appreciate it and nurture it. So true. Talk about this stuff. You really do. <laughs> I feel like uh, it really just aggravates me just how many people... Just don't like, they don't think their mental health is that important because mm. they feel, they think it doesn't manifest itself in yeah. the physical as if you have to see something for yes. it to be real. <laughs> oh, goodness. It just, it aggravates yeah. me. Gemma, Cor Gemma Carell, I think that's how you say her. She's a, she's an artist. She does comics and she did a fantastic comic illustrating on how um, if if we treated physical illnesses the way that we treat <laughs> mental illnesses, and I had a good laugh because it's like this person breaks the bone, like oh, just yeah, walk it off, just walk it off, just it's okay, walk it off. just get out into the sunshine. And this other oh, one wow. was, had like he he bumped his head or something. You're like it's all in your head, man. Oh, just get out of your head. Goodness. And I'm like, it's yes, it is. All in head. <laughs> no, okay. Do you realize how ridiculous you sound? Exactly. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh. No. Yeah. Well, we have to. We have to actually make that. Over here at 180 degrees, we support your mental health. We support talking about it. We support being a little bit silly sometimes and not taking yourself too seriously. But make sure that you take your health seriously because you know it's you and you for the rest of your life. Amen. <laughs> now, before we end off, let us not forget this really difficult and complicated Bible quiz question. So, did we get any answers or are people over there biting their fingernails and waiting with think, gritted teeth? Well, I think the people are still trying to decide whether it's <laughs> rapper or rapper. <laughs> Imagine if it was Jehovah Rapper. Ra oh, I would love that. That would be so good. Oh, my word. Someone steal this rapper name, please. Okay, so just to give a quick recap. What does the name of God mean? Jehovah Rapper or Rapha? Is it the Lord who leads, the Lord who sends, the Lord who provides, or the Lord who heals? Hmm. And the grand answer is, the Lord who heals, from Exodus 15, verse 26. There's another name that you can pray for, or use in your prayer this evening. The Lord who heals. 
Oh, and another hour has flown by. Hier is ons alweer aan die einde. Every single week, we lament the end. I don't know how it happens. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. But don't you worry, you'll, you'll be getting your weekly dosage of us again next week. Same time and same place. This has been 180 Degrees. Signing out. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 729 AM. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.